Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. When it comes to dealing with money, financial matters, most people are pretty shrewd. You have to be shrewd, especially in an economic environment like the one we're living in today where inflation is, is off the charts and very often more means actually less. People have to be constantly aware of their economic situation. We have to have our financial goals well-defined and we have to have a, a plan in our minds for attaining those goals and, and follow that plan carefully. We have to work diligently in order to achieve whatever it is that, that we desire, whatever goals we have set in that financial sphere of our lives. Those are principles that we all operate with, whether it's running a business, if, if some of us uh, have that as our occupation, or perhaps managing an office, or whether it's just simply keeping the family budget balanced in, in challenging financial times. Well, in a kind of an indirect way, Jesus acknowledges in today's Gospel reading that it is necessary in our daily lives to be faithful with unrighteous mammon, he says. That is, to be good stewards of the money and possessions that God has entrusted to our care. And if we're not faithful with those things, then, well, then we may well end up poor or even bankrupt and, and all of, of the challenges that that presents. Jesus then goes on to point out that there is much more to our lives as children of God and as stewards of God's grace and simply merely being adept at financial matters. Jesus warns, in fact, that our devotion to mammon, to, to wealth and possessions, dare not become so consuming that it takes precedence in our lives and in our hearts over our devotion to God. Because as Jesus says in verse 13, you cannot serve both God and mammon. Serving God must come first in our hearts and lives. And so that's why we see in the second reading today from 1 Timothy chapter 6, the warning that the love of money is a root of all sorts of evil. By striving for money, some have wandered away from the faith and have pierced themselves with many pains. And yet, Jesus also indicates that we shouldn't simply ignore what we do in the world of business and finance as though it has no relationship at all to our work, to our lives, as being God's people, as being children and members of his family. Because Jesus says in verse 9 of our Gospel reading, that the children of this world, meaning unbelievers, are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the children of the light are, meaning believers. And in verse 10, Jesus says, the person who is faithful with very little, referring to worldly wealth and, and money and possessions, the person who is faithful with that very little is also faithful with much, meaning the spiritual treasures, what is, what is truly valuable. And so in other words, Jesus seems to be saying that the principles that we apply so scrupulously and diligently to financial matters can also be applied to our activities as Christians. And so we have the example in the parable of the dishonest manager. And Jesus does indeed mean for us to take him as an example, 
But not that we are to follow in his pattern of dishonesty, certainly. We see very clearly, as we read in the first reading from the prophet Amos, chapter 8, that God is, is quite firm in pointing out that such unjust behavior is contrary to the will of God for God's people. But at the same time, we can learn from that manager's attitude and from his actions in a way. This manager could be that dedicated to finances so that, as he said, when I am removed from my position as manager, people will receive me into their houses. Shouldn't we, Christians, also be able to catch some of his zeal and exercise some of his diligence as we carry out the work of the Lord in dealing with matters that involve the eternal dwelling, matters of eternal life? Matters of of getting to heaven, salvation. That dishonest manager, for all that was wrong with him, can still teach us some lessons. In verse 8, Jesus says, The children of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the children of the light are. For one thing, that manager, he knew what the situation was. Nobody had to convince him that he was faced with a very serious situation that threatened his very livelihood, and that he better do something about it and and do something quickly. Nobody had to urge him to study the situation carefully from every angle so that the right outcome would happen. No, he knew what he wanted, and he carefully assessed the situation. He knew, as he said, I am not strong enough to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. Well, in the... 20 centuries of the world's history that have come between the time of Jesus telling that parable and today, not a whole lot has changed in the essence of, of human being and human beings and human relationships. We, as the children of the light, believers in Jesus, we can still today learn from the children of this world in some ways. Everyone in the world seems to know what they want. They have goals, and and they will very often do whatever they can to reach those goals that they have set, even even if the goals themselves are not good, and even if the means that they use to reach those goals are not good. Yet they have goals and work toward them. We in the church should be clear about our goal, too, because God has told us clearly in many passages throughout the Bible, for example, in 1 Timothy 2, verse 4, He says, God our Savior wants all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. As God wants all people to know the truth that without faith in Jesus as the Savior, people will not enter the eternal dwellings of heaven, but instead will be cast out into the eternal suffering of hell. That is the situation as God has revealed it to us. The world is is heading for something far worse than simply poverty and bankruptcy. And God so badly wants the world to be saved from that, that fate of eternal damnation that he was willing to send his only begotten son to suffer and to die on the cross and then to rise from the dead to make it possible for people to be forgiven of their sins and to be made heirs of eternal life to be adopted into God's own family as his sons and daughters. So badly does God want all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth that he has called us 
by His grace to be stewards in this world, to be His faithful managers. He has equipped us and commissioned us to spread His saving truth, to offer His free gift of salvation through Jesus to all people. So we have a lesson to teach the children of this world, just as we can learn lessons from them. That lesson that we have to teach, as Jesus points out here, is that all that they are striving for so diligently and so shrewdly, all that is summed up by that Aramaic word mammon, wealth or possessions, is actually only very little. In fact, it's nothing compared to eternity. And it's quickly wiped out by death. As we read in the second reading, we brought nothing into this world and we can take nothing out of it. And so through us, God offers the children of this world eternal dwellings. We have the world's most needed commodity to distribute and we're offering it at the world's most popular price, free. Because the price has already been paid in full by Jesus on the cross. That dishonest manager in the parable, along with the rest of the children of this world, can also teach us a lesson in knowing how to achieve our goal. That manager had a plan, and as it turns out, his plan seems to be a very effective one. He'd weighed the alternatives that were before him, and he, he did not stop in, in his uh, consideration until he found one alternative that he figured would work for him in his future prospects. And so again, he said, although I'm not strong enough to dig and I'm ashamed to beg, he didn't stop thinking about the situation. He didn't give up until he came up with a plan that he figured would work to achieve his goal. And so that goal again was that when I am removed from my position as manager, people will receive me into their houses. His plan was shrewd, even though it was dishonest. He would use the, his power as manager still before he finally got fired from his job, which was about to happen, to reduce the debts of his master's debtors so that those debtors would be very happy about having their debts reduced, not having to pay back as much so they could keep more for themselves, perhaps sell more themselves and, and make a, a better profit for themselves. And so those debtors being very happy with the way the manager had treated them, they would be very glad to treat him well in return, even after he lost his position as manager. Dishonest, certainly, but very shrewd. As Jesus said, the children of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the children of the light. Sometimes those who are the children of the light, Christians, may begrudge the labor, the effort, and the money that are expended for the mission of Christ, for the mission of providing eternal dwellings for those for whom Jesus gave his life. In matters that are only in the pursuit of mammon, of wealth and possessions, we have learned good stewardship, but when it comes to what is imperishable, what does not perish, spoil, or fade, we still seem to have a lesson to learn from the dishonest manager in this parable. Knowing how to spend in order to achieve the goal. Just as God himself was willing to bear the cost when he gave his own son as the ransom for sinful mankind and his desire for all people to be saved 
and to come to a knowledge of the truth, so also the dishonest manager let nothing get in the way of his goal. But the children of the light can be found very often at a loss for a plan of action to fulfill the great commission that Jesus has given to us. The people of the world may be out there beating the bushes looking for that, that next sale, but we Christians find ourselves often sitting idly by, whiling the time away, unable or unwilling to work out a plan to achieve God's goal. And that's another lesson that we can learn from the dishonest manager and from the rest of the children of this world. When the thinking and the planning have all finally been done, and get to work. Don't just talk about Christian mission. Go and do it. The dishonest manager we see had a brainstorming session. He thought about the options that were before him, but he didn't stay there for very long. When his goal had been defined and his, his course of action had been planned, he then got to work, and he worked diligently until he had accomplished the task he set for himself. The whole world is doing it. Why do you think salesmen make repeat calls to, to, to close that sale? Why do you think that union bargaining is so intense and that, or that people strap themselves with 30-year mortgages? The Guinness Book of World Records is constantly having to be revised year after year because people are not just setting goals and planning to achieve them, but they're actually doing it. Again, the children of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the children of the light So how have we fared? Have we done anything for our Lord's mission and invested anything for the eternal welfare of mankind? Expended any effort for our Savior with, with the diligence that matches that of someone who is determined to break a world record? Or that even matches the diligence that, that we exercise in our own financial affairs? Diligence, after all, is what this parable is really all about. Faithfulness, faithful stewardship of what God has entrusted to us. That is what Jesus was commending the dishonest manager for. Not for his honesty, but for his diligence, for his, his shrewdness, his wisdom in assessing what his goals really were and, and his shrewdness in devising a plan of action to achieve those goals. And then his persistence in getting at the job until it was accomplished. Jesus' conclusion applies to us as well. If they can do it, the children of this world, be shrewd in, in the use of earthly things, then certainly we who are the children of the light can do it as well because the stakes are so much higher than just temporal, earthly, financial security. The stakes are as high as the eternal dwellings, the difference between salvation and damnation for those for whom Jesus has invested his own life's blood. And so from that dishonest manager and from the whole shrewd financial world that he represents, we can learn some lessons. Lessons in knowing what the situation really is. Spiritually, that is, that people are dying and going to hell without the gospel of forgiveness and salvation through faith in Jesus. And knowing what needs to be done that we need to be faithful managers of, of our money, not only our money, but, but also faithful stewards, especially of the good news 
that God has entrusted to us, the good news of his love and forgiveness through Jesus. And then finally, getting out there and doing it, doing that work that he has called us to do. We have more to work with to accomplish the mission that God has entrusted to us than that dishonest manager had to work with. And we have more to work for. Repentance and forgiveness for all unfaithful stewards. We have been entrusted with what Jesus says is really valuable. The good news of salvation as the power for faithful stewards to carry out his commission. So now let's use the gifts he has entrusted to us for his glory and for the salvation of many souls. Amen.